What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lars saying, Victor, I got my hetero life mates, Chris. My hetero life mates, Jack Poker Biscuit, Richard Wilson, and Christopher St. Victor. How are you guys? Life mates forever? <laughs> That's from Jay and Silent Bob. Jay always refers to Silent Bob as his hetero life mate. He just wants to make it clear that he's deeply committed, but is on a complete platonic level. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How are you guys? How was your week? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? I've been playing a ton of Elden Ring. Okay. Um, okay. okay. But I'm also working a full time job, and I found the balance. It's you just don't sleep. I'm about to say, so you're not you sleeping. Just don't Jay. sleep. All right. I'm going to sleep at like three, four o'clock in the morning, and I'm out the door by seven thirty. And you know Damn, what? Jay. I got to tell you, I should have been doing it last year because this game is jack don't good. jack but you have the kind of job where you can literally cut your fingers off yeah i've seen people do it <laughs> i saw one guy it was i mean disturbing man he just whoop, whoop, whoop. it took three at once on the table saw so whoop, whoop, just the tip cool. so yeah. how about you get some sleep sleep yeah. Yeah. well there's that and then uh uh i've been auditioning a lot yeah, so I've, I've, uh, I've uh, recommitted to myself, and I'm booking already too. So now yeah, I just need yeah, a rep Jack. because uh, you guys may not know this, but I'm kind of like a, big a treasure waiting That's to be right. And then I would like to go on public record. Today is Sunday, the fifteenth mm-hmm. of January. Yes. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, Corey. Oh, oh. that. Happy birthday, say Corey. brother. Like, you, you, have, you have brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, like, not brothers. Not brothers. My my brother from my actual mother. Oh, oh your actual oh. mother. Okay. Right. Oh, you got to be more specific. Yeah, yeah. Happy, yeah, happy birthday, Corey. Corey. Happy birthday, Corey. Yes, Zach's yeah. older brother, Corey. Happy birthday. How old is that young man right now? I don't know. That would carbon date us, and I don't think we should do that. No, no, no. I'm still 25. Let's not do that. Right. Wow. <laughs> That's what we're doing? Okay. Yes, Rich. That is exactly Man, what we're doing. And he's got a career he's trying to safeguard. There you go. Um, well, that's a good freaking week, Jack. I think you need to get some sleep. But other than that, great week. Rich, how Yo, was your week, man? My week was all right. Uh, you know, just working. A lot of work. And it's always a lot of work. Mm-hmm. There's really no end to it. Um... Little, I finished. Uh, what was it? What was it? High on life. Got some. Uh, yeah. Got some videos for that coming soon. You enjoy uh, it? Good play. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a fun. It's a fun game. It's um, weird as hell. It I mean, is. What, it, what, hey, what, I mean, it's from the makers like, of Rick and Morty. Do, bro. do Rick and Morty ever like pop up? No, all? they don't pop up. But it's just like the same humor. Like the same humor. Like references to like other things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's it's in within the universe of Rick and Morty. Okay. So what Rich is talking about is a video game he's been playing called High on Life. High on Life. And yeah. you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Stuff. Yeah. It's uh great good stuff. Good stuff. I yeah, finally beat it. I got a few uh extra recordings of uh the weird things that happen and <laughs> some some nasty stuff. But uh yeah, that'll all be coming soon. That's really it, man. I've just been working. Okay. That's it. That's a good week. That's a good week to me, Chris. What you been up to? Uh, I saw the whale. Oh, yeah. you know, the, okay. 
This is pretty good. He Brendan Fraser was awesome in it. I can't wait to see that man. Yeah, he's better yeah. than the movie is. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. He's he's a treasure. And then um, we got a dog. Uh-huh. Why? So Why do you want lost control of my life? What? Why do you want another toddler? Like dogs are right. toddlers until they're it's, teenagers, it's, until they're senior citizens. I've completely lost control of my life. The You're choices right. that I make are no longer my own. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the dog, and uh, she's going for uh, Spain, and we're picking her up on Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that dog's going to be following you everywhere. I know. You're you going to be the alpha in the house, sir. He's going to. That's true. It's all true. I think about, and for all you dog people out there, I apologize, but I just think about like your dog needing a five thousand dollars surgery. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, yo, pet insurance is real. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I mean, we already looked into it. It's already set up, so the dog will be insured. You have to. I yeah. mean, it's, it's it's yeah. Wow. I'm so distracted by Chris's background. Ooh, lately. I know it's, everything is. It's getting it's more and more savage every week, right? I'm doing a little good. bit every week. It's yeah. unbelievable, man. I'm gonna do a it's video. Like, it, we are seeing in real time what what happened in Rich's background now happening in Chris's background. A year later, though. Yeah. <laughs> I I've had this stuff. Like a lot of stuff isn't new. I just had it, and I just finally, finally, finally. There's got around something to real about opening an old box and putting it back up. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. Dude, right. makes you want to sit in your office more, don't it? It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That sounds a good week, Chris. You guys got to talk. It's a beautiful thing. Um, me? I started, I, I finished watching stuff, man. I finished Superman and Lois, season okay. two, Chef's Freaking Kiss. Jack, I, I don't know if you finished it yet, but I'm going to spoil it anyway. They have a scene in there that you've been waiting for. And basically, Superman's son, who got powers, one of them has powers, and his girlfriend broke up with him because he's keeping secrets, so he's not really there, and he's down about it. And Clark is like, I, I, I can't help you through the pain, but I can take your mind off of it. And he takes him to, like, the freaking Arctic and teaches his son how to fly. And his son jumps and falls, and he's screaming. You hear Clark saying, you can do it, you can do it, Jordan, you can do it, you can do it. And then the son takes off, and it's pure freaking joy. Yo, and then, he, then he can't land, so Clark flies up and helps him land. And then you just have this father and son just—they're screaming at each other with how how awesome it was. And I'm like, that's Superman. That that is super. Oh, Jack. And of course he can't land. No. How great is that? And he, and he like Clark has to go up and like bring him down. Like, Dad, did you see that? And he's like, you were awesome. It was, uh, it was, it was everything, Jack. Everything you wanted in a Superman movie was right there in like those five minutes. Excellent, excellent. Right. I gotta finish uh, the season. I, listen, I've been saying it for the last year, man, to year and a half now. That show is great. Good show, good show. Um, and Rich, I didn't realize. Yeah. That I didn't finish Chainsaw Man, so I'm watching Chainsaw. I thought after everybody got murked, I thought that was the finale. I didn't Whoa, know that. There's definitely more left. I did finish Chainsaw Man, and spoiler alert, I love it ends with who can kick the dude in the nuts the hardest. <laughs> no, <it's not laughs> Until the cops <laughs> show up. <laughs> Until the cops so show up. It's Chainsaw Man is a perfect blend of gore Violence, 
uh, is heartfelt, but then it's juvenile at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then real quick, real quick, real quick. I picked this up. I got my uh, Black Panther Shuri. Hey, right, all right. right. This, you know, I, they're going to look good on the shelf together, man. Yeah. I got a... Uh, and Chris oh, got his Black Panther. Okay, I'm holding up my Chadwick Black Panther with my Shuri Black Panther, and he has the comic Black Panther. I'm going to make a little Marvel shelf. Well done, Chris. See, cousins, man. Cousins. You know? Come on. But um, that was my week. Yo, Chris. What's up, Lawrence? I got a question for you, man. What's the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? <laughs> I want to know the answer to this, but <laughs> what is the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? Iron Man is a superhero. Iron Woman is a command. <laughs> You're sick. That was crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, Rich, you guys are horrible. This is a terrible Wow. Thing. I just <laughs> got it. Blast and massage. Wow. No, blast and massage. <laughs> Um, I tell you what, I tell you what, one, not funny, funny, not no, funny. Not, not but funny, what would help that joke is, is what they call in the acting world, a Shazura. No, I purposely yeah. didn't, I didn't want to lay into it, Jack. <laughs> well, you kind of have to, it. because the I difference is iron woman is a command. Yes. I didn't want to lay and, into it, Jack. Well. That's why I sat Richard, there going, wait, I, did I miss Bruce. this? Hey, See? It's, it's, it's funny. I tried, to take, <laughs> I tried to take all of it out of it, Jack. I don't know why you told the joke. You either commit to a thing or, or go the other direction. But that's the problem with the world we're living in, man. You're right. Because everyone's so scared just to commit to the thing, and then they they giving us these loops. You're right. Chris, I got a question for you. What's that, Lawrence? What's the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? What is the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? Iron Man is a superhero. Iron Woman is a command. Yes, it is. You're sick, and I don't go sign this at all. <laughs> Can we leave this before we all get canceled? Let's go down the street and grab the light and the stop sign, and we'll be at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. We're at the collector's corner. We take something out of our toy chest, something off our combo shelf, something out of our video game case, and we showcase it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got, Chris? Do not go first. Okay. You probably should go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Maybe you should go first. Nah, I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Uh, I picked this bad boy up as I was perusing through Target looking for something totally different. And um, can you guess what it is? Is it a pop? Oh, it's or is it freaking gargoyle? Oh, I'm about to say gargoyle. No, it's not a gargoyle. Wow. I'll make that pop. That's a must cop. Yeah. And look at my there man. You go, true believer. That is it's a stand pop. It's a stand pop. And it's just dope. Like look at the back. That's it's the cool. back cover right there. That's the back end. And the cover is just Stan. It's just Stan Lee. When fantastic Stan Lee, Fantastic Four in the background there. Uh, uncanny, amazing, incredible, the mighty. Is all that's yeah. Cool. That's cool. It's dope. That's great. I was like, yeah, I gotta get it. He's doing like the, he's doing the, the uh, Spider Man pose, the Spider Man finger pose. Yes. Even with the pop. Get a better look at them right there. Yeah, man. I think Dope his stuff. birthday just I passed, love the glasses. Actually. Like last yeah, the month. Glasses I think. Are great. The tent yeah, you got them. the orange, the orange tint on the on the glasses. Yeah, man. 
I was like, yeah, I gotta get it. I saw it. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get this. I gotta pick this up. You know, he didn't get famous until his 40s. He wasn't successful until he was in his 40s. But it's wild. There's hope for us. I feel like it was long. There's hope for us. You're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Well, it's really funny you show that, uh, Rich, because I'm showing my Mafex Spider-Man. That is dope. It is, and it's not. So, so I... I've always wanted a good Spider-Man, and I do not have a Spider-Man in my collection because I've never been happy with some of my options. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to commit to spending a little more and getting one that I like for the collection to keep. And then I saw this guy on Amazon for like 20-something bucks. That's Mayfex. That's Mayfex? And it was was around... um, It was around... Uh, Thanksgiving time when I ordered it. It was like, like 90 so I, bucks. So I thought it was like a Black Friday, weird Black Friday thing. And then it came in the mail. And I realized it wasn't <laughs> a great deal because it was Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I realized it was 20 something bucks because it came from China. Ooh. And the hands fall off when you shake them too much. <laughs> and <laughs> And if you look at the pictures on the box, the sculpt and the painting is just incredible detail. But then when you look at this guy, he's cropped. <laughs> oh, Jack got the bootleg. <laughs> and all I hear is that was 20 bucks. I'm about to talk to one of Right. And so, and so in, in this form, where he's just got the mask on and you don't move him too much and you, you kind of pose him up and you can feel just how cheap he is. Um, he looks pretty great sitting on the shelf. Okay. But uh so that's my that's my twenty dollar Mafex China Spider Man. And the other thing I want to show you guys, I don't think I've shown it before. This is Yes, that was uh, all over freaking the internet, dude. Yes, this is a, a comic book I'm showing the guys. It's Ultimate Fallout number four. This is Miles Morales's first debut oh um it's graded uh 9.8 nice and if this were an original print instead of a reprint it would be worth a fortune but it's Uh. a reprint but i couldn't i couldn't not it's not having miles morales's first cover even in a reprint form felt like my collection was somehow inauthentic so even in a ref reprint form i felt like i really needed this comic so i picked it up that's but dope it's okay. pretty cool yeah that's dope oh yeah well done yeah last year what you were talking about lawrence last year there was a company that did a variant printing of ultimate fallout number four and it was selling for tens of thousands of dollars ridiculous and it was all just this inflated yeah it was a it was a set i think it was like an 86 dollar comic or something like that that was selling for tens of thousands of dollars for a week and the more hype it just kept going crazy the more hype right and so what happened was no one was really buying the ones that were selling they weren't selling but that were priced for like 12 to twenty thousand dollars, but people were buying the ones that were priced for like three to four thousand dollars that'll be me i'll be that guy selling it for that price Right. And then what happened is the market reflected the truth the next week that y'all, what's going on? It's a it's at best it's an eighty dollar comic. So like everyone was had. It was it was a whole big Mm. thing for a minute. 
That's hilarious. I'm, I'm gonna make sure to get that in my two three thousand. Don't you talk about? Y'all be greedy. Give me my two three thousand. I'll be out. All right, Chris. Wow us with you. All right. So originally, I was gonna show that, actually that Black Panther that we talked about, but before right. we were before we started recording, we, we were talking about the magic of Top Gun Maverick. That's not how that Top went. Top Gun that is, magic is what it should that's, be. Yeah, called. That, that's exactly what Lawrence's words were verbatim. Quote me on it. This movie. Is the movie of our generation? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he said it prior to recording. But so <laughs> the lies you tell. Did you guys? I heard he got a Tomcat tattoo on his yeah. shoulder. <laughs> he feel the need for speed. Uh, you know there was a toy line for Top Gun Maverick. Did not. That came out. I did not know that. That, that. That was sold in Walmart, but it mm. came out way before the movie came out. So what happened mm. was it came out. The movie was pushed back, and they pulled off the shelves. And it's hard to find, but I do have the Top Gun Maverick. You can see, I don't know if you can see it. The Top Gun Maverick two set. So you wow. have the the Top Gun plane, and then you have the generic bogey plane that came with it. Okay, okay. hang on. I, I gotta describe when. Chris told us he's going to show us toys from the Top Gun Maverick movie. I'm expecting to see some pretty cool planes. He's showing us stuff that looks like it should be in Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. yeah. It, the, the scale is really weird, but the reason why we, I got it was because Sebastian, when we saw it, he loved Top Gun Maverick and because it's G.I. Joe scale. So it's three and three okay. quarter. Did scale. figures so, come with it? You got a figure? Yeah, so, you, they're, they're, they're pot, so you got a Maverick came with it and the bogey came with it. Now, Let me see Maverick. Are, Where's Maverick at? Yo, you, you're lucky I found these. These, these are not <laughs> my toys. These are these are in active toy rotation. That's upstairs in Air Force rocket base. So <laughs> you're lucky I was able to get these out. But now the set. So it's a game in a two box set like that. They came with missiles, which are which actually we do have. This one has retractable landing gear, but. The set is worth on Big Bad Toy Store. It's like eighty bucks. I believe you know, it for the set. Yeah, because because they came them. out early That's and then they pulled hold. it off the shelves once it got pulled off. But I mean, it's fun, and you can fit GI Joes in there. And the, the it just the, looks so cheap. Well, they are. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, they are. But yeah, <laughs> so, but they're fun to play with, and they fit in Air Force Rocket Base. So That's Air it. Force Rocket Base. All right. Well, I'm man. having buyer's remorse. Can we see the Black Panther? Oh, yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, you having buyer's remorse for <laughs> Chris? Oh, it's not the box. Oh, look how good this That's is. Yeah. Black Panther is dope. This dope. So this is the original comic book look, Black Panther. That's the one yeah. I've been thinking about getting, actually. This one's dope. Yeah, if yeah. You're get it, get it now before yeah. it's off shelves and you're going to be paying, like, more. Yeah. Now. All right, I'll go next. We'll get out of this segment. So... I got a figure to a comic book I've never read, but the figure's so dope and the story's so dope, I just had to get them. So I got my last Ronin wow. figure. NECA made this figure. There's an unboxing online right now, and it is sick. Like the accessories it comes with. The ninchucks actually are ninja. It comes with a chain. It got a chain on a toy. It's just chain on a toy. Dude, everything comes out. Does he come with another torso? No. Be well, because I saw one and it has two. Okay. Armored and unarmored. Uh, so you probably saw right. the unarmored one. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot the accessories that came in that one. I think they got like said robots or something are in there, like little. Well, he has, it looks similar to that to what he has there, but I think the katanas are broken. 
Oh, okay, maybe. I want the armory joint just because I just think it looks sick. He comes with an extra head without the mm. hood. Well, no, he just comes with an extra head where he's uh, kind of yelling. The hood comes off, actually. Like Everything is customizable. Yeah, these nice. goggles, I can pop these goggles off. Um, the swords come out. This, this, the uh, Donatello's bow, it's so well made. It feels like wood. It oh. feels like it's wood. It's plastic, though. This is a sick figure, man. And, you know, Rich, you, you know all about NECA. So, you know, oh, the packaging's yeah. legit. Yeah. I mean, everything. It, it comes with throwing stars. I don't even know where it's supposed to go on them. Uh, it comes with a freaking little grenade. I don't even know where that's supposed to go. It's just the throwing stuff grenade. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke grenade. And this is so dope because, like, here was holding his sword. It's, it's, this is actually rope right here. That's that material. Is crazy. So this is dope. Um, for those of you who've never heard of this story, I won't spoil it for you. But for you guys looking, I'm going to do come some kind of setup, <laughs> some kind of display, mm-hmm. somehow, some way where it's like, I well, don't know. Here's not, here's not a spoiler. Uh, the backdrop of the premise is three of the four Ninja Turtles have been killed and one is living uh, but thought to be dead and he resurfaces, but he's, you know, he's had a rough go of it and he's uh you know using all the weapons of his fallen brothers by the end of the thing and kicking Dude. kicking some it's it's, it's right, sick yeah. man they, man look it's at the dope. detail That's on dope. it yeah, it's yeah. dope uh jack you might have to get this or i might have to get this for you early birthday gift late christmas gift we'll see <laughs> Because this is dope. There's another one that's made. Is that seven dope. inch? What, what scale is that? This is seven. This got to be seven. Yeah. It looks. Uh, yeah, that's seven. That's seven inches. Yeah. Seven girthy inches yeah. right there. <laughs> Yo, Chrissy Jackson. Seven, but it's thick. Oh, there we go. There it is. All right, then. That is the collector's corner. Great picks, guys. Fun toys. You're rich. Yo. Let's talk some anime. It's time for Anime Alley with Richard Wilson. Okay, yo, listen. Let me talk about uh, the show that just came out, right? It's a remake, but bear with me. Only two episodes are out right now. Trigun Stampede, all right? It's It's a CG remake of Trigun. As of right now, I'm in episode one. Episode two dropped. I haven't got a chance to look at it yet. I'm not sure how I feel about it so far. Uh, they kind of they kind of changed it up a little bit. This, this is more. Uh, you kind of get a, a look at the the beginning, like the the when when Vash Stampede for uh, before he lands on the planet or crashes, I should say, on the planet. Um, his brother, uh, the, I guess the, I don't know if it's his mother, their mother, I should say, and how uh, how they um or he's the person that raised him. But it's just I mean he has a different haircut. It's more like this short kind of. Chopped off in the sides. It's weird. He has a he. He always has a, a prosthetic arm, but now it's like a weird kind of uh, I don't know, fancy ish type arm. It's it's mm. weird. Um, but it, and I'm also getting trying to get used to the, the CG of it all. So but it's like still computer. Infused. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, other than that, so far they that mural. If anyone's familiar with the mural, was um she was like a insurance adjuster in the original one, and she had mm. a partner who was um. I forgot her name. She was a big, very strong woman, even though she, but she was kind of like shy in a way. But um, so far you follow Meryl, uh, and her her original partner, and they're reporters now. They're not they're not insurance adjusters. So she's like a rookie reporter, 
He's following all, along. And they're looking for Vash Stampede or the uh, the humanoid typhoon, as they call him. Um, trying to get the story on him. And they 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 run upon him. He's tied up, hanging upside down in the middle of the desert. They they save him from a bunch of mercenaries that were looking for him because there's always a price on his head. You know, he's a popular guy, but not mm-hmm. in a good way. So they they end up going into a town that he ended up saving. And, you know, the mercenaries came and they decided they want to take him out or bring him in. And they were like, you know, let's have a duel. And, of course, uh, everyone who follows Trigun, Vash is a, is a pacifist. He carries a gun. He's a dope shot, but he doesn't like fighting. Mm. He's a goofy, kind of, you know, funny guy or whatever. But when it comes down to it, my man gets to work. And, um, yeah, so far, it's... Uh, it's fallen somewhat in line with the with the with the original. So it's a um, reboot. It's not. It's not it's, a sequel it's series. A, yeah, it's yeah. Like, so it's a reboot. It's a reboot. You kind of get a look of, like I said, at the beginning. You get a look of the um at the beginning of um with of Vash and his brother is like his twin brother, hmm. and they're they're like polar opposites. Vash is like you know lighthearted, just wants to have fun, and his brother you in the, the original one you find you find out about him later on in the series but he's very like i need to kill off like a human race type of thing wow but um yeah, yeah yeah but uh they they got they got they got special um special abilities they're they're very these two are, are special when it comes to the whole thing and you find that out later on well you find out Vash uh like kind of like halfway in the series but later on you find out exactly how 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 powerful he is but we'll see we'll see how this plays out i mean i feel I like I got a question for you. So yeah. the original, was that night like a nineties? Would you say it's nineties, the original? Uh yeah, ninety-five. Because I guess my question is to reboot a series that already had a long run, they're not gonna redo arcs because like what would be the point? But then I, it, it, I, seems, I, it seems like this is more of like a prequel-ish. Okay. But at the same time, they're kind of changing some things because because again, when you meet Meryl. She's she's a, an insurance adjuster and she has a whole nother partner. She's not a she's not a reporter. And so they're kind of they're kind of changing things a bit. They're taking like liberties with it. So it's a prequel. So they don't redo the same stories, but it's a reboot. So they don't have to stay married to like where the other show is going. They can do yeah, whatever yeah, they yeah. want. That's, that's what it seems that's like. Interesting. OK. All right. So I assume you're going to continue. Yeah. The it? second episode came out. I'm, I'm going to watch it a little bit later. And uh, see see how it goes. Let us know if we should jump in. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. TV time is scarcity. Say again. Does that have potential to be rich? It has potential. It has potential. It looks like he's going to go somewhat into the same path of the original. Okay. I, I'll tell you right now. I mean, a little bit off of that should stampede. All right, what y'all need to be watching? If I haven't said it already, <laughs> you need to be watching that bleach. I knew you were going to say that. You need to be watching My Hero Academia. You already know I'm about to jump back in, Rich. Man, when I tell you, I don't know if you've seen like some of the. Uh, don't say, don't say a word, Rich. Don't okay. say a word. I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, I need a to lot. get into though. I'm telling uh, you right now, it's getting crazy. Mm, well done, Rich. I will jump in. Ah oh, man, I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. Still a relatively slow news week, as is the top of the year, but there has been some news. We missed some news last week, guys. Wednesday is getting a season two. Yes, it How is. could it not? Oh, man, they're going to call it Thursday, if you haven't known. <laughs> Yo, that was actually funnier than the joke. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. That joke was funny. 
Oh, Chris, you're sick. <laughs> um, for you Flash fans out there, you guys know this is the last season. Season nine is the last season of Flash. And Stephen Amell will be returning as the Green Arrow yeah, in uh, the last season. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's I'm a, I'm a big Arrow fan, so I can't wait to see how he pops up. Because he, he pretty much Tony Starked it in the, the end. Like, he dies to, like, save the world. So him coming back has to be some sort of time or supernatural type of situation um avatar the way of the water at this point january 15th on sunday has crossed the 1.89 billion dollar mark this is ridiculous guys this is crazy it's almost it's gonna hit two billion two billion dollars i think i think we hear about movies hitting a billion now it's never normal for anything to make a billion dollars in like a month this is crazy does that is that that's just ticket sales? Yeah, that's his box office, worldwide box office. You know, most movies make more money on merchandise than they do on the film. But not the not the filmmakers. The well, filmmakers. I shouldn't say most movies, but <laughs> these blockbusters often. Yeah. The theaters make it off the you know the the, the popcorn and stuff, but the filmmakers right. who are you know getting paid to have their films you know exhibited. Wow. Dude, or paying very little. I don't know how it works. All I know is they're about to make $2 billion in the box office. And James Cameron is like, I just can't help but make all the money. Angela Bassett is the first MCU actor in history to win a Golden Globe for her performance in um or her performance in an MCU movie. She won for her performance in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Oscar worthy material yeah. like this. she was oh, incredible God. can i can i segue watching i'm struggling with the guy's last name first name key the asian guy who won for oh short round short round everything oh don't spoil it. i haven't seen it yet don't spoil that movie i'm not gonna talk about the movie but you should watch his acceptance speech and i was watching some like round table discussions with them. And I've just been getting real emotional. Listen to the guy talk about his experience in the industry and how he went from being this child star in Indiana Jones and then the Goonies and then pretty much disappeared overnight because the industry just didn't reflect him and his kind. Right. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a there wasn't a part for him is basically what he had to come to terms with. And so he'd been on the backside of the camera for so long. And listening to him talk about that kind of experience and how he's where he's at now, I'm I was so surprised because he's got such a pure spirit. It's like there's no animosity towards the thing. Mm-hmm. Which was so striking to me. I was like, I would be so angry that Somehow you guys had squandered 30 years of my potential in this art form. Well, he might have went through that. He might have went through those stages of grief. And now he's on the other side of it where he's like, he's able to just be, just have gratitude. (laughs) Watch, watch. But that's what it was, man. I was getting emotional just watching how pure this guy's spirit was. And it comes through. Watch his acceptance speech. Watch some of his roundtable stuff. It's just, especially as an artist, man, it's, it was, it's just good. I think he had the best speech I've heard anyone say in so long. Eddie Murphy's speech was kind of dope. He said, three things you need to understand to survive this business. First thing is, pay your taxes. Second thing is, 
Keep your head down, mind your business. And third thing is keep Will Smith's wife's name out <laughs> your <laughs> only freaking Eddie Murphy, man. No, but I will listen to that. I, I've I've been waiting to watch all those movies before I jump into all those interviews because I'm so behind on so many of those films. That movie was great. It, it it really was one of the better movies that had come out last year too. That's that's 100% true. It, it's an interesting film. Like there's a scene with a couple Easy. of rocks and it's just effective. Do you get, Chris, you watch that? I watched part of it. Um, I expected more from it to be honest with you, but uh, I, got, I felt I that got, way. Yeah, I got to read. I, I didn't finish it. I got to finish it. I felt that way too in moments, but the performances were incredible and it was funny how like a scene like the rock scene was emotionally captivating and it's a couple of rocks, literally a couple of rocks. Okay. <laughs> the movie is very cool. I must see it. That and yeah. the whale and all the other stuff. And Top Gun uh, Maverick. We know. No, no. And, and the boys producer says season four shows the most disgusting things so far. What more disgusting than a guy running inside another man's penis and then exploding? Apparently, more, more disgusting than a guy getting jizzed on. <laughs> well, oh, that's we not disgusting to everybody, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. No judgment at all. Um, oh, and okay. So, and then uh, the Penguin news. The Penguin show is about to drop as soonish, but basically, it's going to be a tie into the sequel. So, it's going to set things up. I think for the Batman, it's going to tie in for the Batman sequel. So, it's okay. going to live in between the movies. It's not going to be like a prequel or anything like that. It's going to. It has a point as far as where it sits. And Matt Reeves is producing it on HBO, so he's all so hands. So it's not like the Marvel series? No, it's actually like going somewhere. They're using their television for good, but it hasn't right. come out yet. So we need so, to reserve judgment. I'm down for right. a Mafia thriller in Gotham. I'm good for that. I'm down. Listen, and it's a, it's a world in which Batman exists. So his presence will be felt, even though he, I don't know if they can patents and give him all the money to show up. We'll see. And Rich, this is for you, man. NECA. They got you spending more money. So NECA, the next joint in this whole Gargoyles thing is they're dropping that freaking Gargoyles, that Goliath robot Android joint. That is coming out very soon. The wings are collapsible, so you don't have to worry about needing like a different pair of wings that they all fold into each other. Okay. Um, from what I remember in the series, they were like a fleet. So if you feel them real gully, you can army build these guys and buy like five yeah. of them. And put them on go broke. Go broke. And then then uh Thanatos, he had a, he had a suit and he controlled them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it looks sick. They're just going to be taking all your money, Rich. It's done. It's done. It's done. Um, And uh, Marvel News, uh, Nate Moore, who is, I think, is a vice president of production and development at Marvel Studios, wants to bring Blue Marvel to the MCU. Blue Marvel is a black dude, and pretty much he is like pretty much Superman as relates to power and, uh, I guess, his, uh, his morality. And basically, he was a hero in the 1960s. And while fighting, his mask gets torn off and people see that it's a black man and it causes all types of issues. And I guess it would be him coming back into the modern day. Um, that would be very interesting. Totally cool. That'd be very interesting. Well, it's interesting. That's I mean, that's kind of the conversation we had several, several uh, episodes ago about Superman being black. Like, what's the logistics of seeing someone with that much power in this country and that complexion in this world. What happened to our Black Superman movie? 
I well, think every, I think everything the, is the, the power has shifted at the studios. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think all the stuff we've been waiting. We're lucky to see the Flash. We're lucky to see if my, Michael Keaton might be cut out that movie. We just oh, don't know what's going on. You guys watch Saturday Night Live? Did you ever see when on weekend? You know, on the like the you know the night whatever the the weekend update. There's a sec ever and then every year. Michael Che and Colin Jones, they switched places. They write jokes for each other. Oh, I saw that one. And there's a whole the line of jokes about the Man of Steel, about the Black Superman movie. And one of the things was the Black <laughs> Superman movie be called the Man of Steel, but spelled S-T-E-A. <laughs> the Man of Steel, like he's stealing stuff. That was funny. Oh, I used oh, to have man. a joke, a bad joke. Like, you know Superman Black? Do you run around in the cave with them red boots? He can jump man high, run man fast. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> no, he black. Um, but I would say watch that SNL joke because it. He didn't want to say them too. He he didn't want to say any of them. That was so funny. Um. So yeah, I think that's all on the the back burner. Um. And then we have the the latest Ant Man trailer, and it's pretty much showcasing Kang. And they're setting up. But then Marvel has been setting up things and. Yeah, it's has. I don't know what the follow through is, but I don't know what the phase means. I don't know what phases mean anymore. I don't know what the big arc is anymore. It's weird, right? And it's Marvel's fault because they trained us to watch their movies this way. We we would stay after the credits to get a glimpse of what's the next movie going to be. Like we didn't we didn't do that in the movie theaters until Marvel told us to do that. And now we do it with movies that aren't even Marvel. We'll be staying like, because, because a ton of movies do it. Yeah, or they all took it. They all took it. But at this point, at this point, I almost feel like there are more Marvel movies and Marvel content because Marvel has oversaturated themselves with so much uh, mm-hmm. television stuff. It's like there's more content that actually now doesn't play into the overall narrative than there was content where you really had to watch it or you're going to miss the next section. Yeah. And I think the TV, it changes the game, man. Like, you know, you're you're good at making like eight things a year or less, and now you gotta make twenty different things. Some of it it's not gonna tie in. It's simply if you try to tie in all the TV stuff, you'd be running in circles right now. She Hulk. She Hulk was amazing. And you know what's interesting? One of the writers of <laughs> one of the writers of She Hulk who wrote a lot of She Hulk comics went and said, Y'all are crazy. This is actually comic book accurate. You scum suckers. Doesn't mean it's good. Not everything yeah. in the comic book is good. Exactly. It doesn't also mean it translates. I don't care if it's accurate. It doesn't mean it doesn't make it good. Who else is going to twerk with Megan the Stallion? On that note, <laughs> that's the news. That was the news. <laughs> Stop laughing, Chris. Whoa, Rich. Don't even think about it. He's thinking about it, Lawrence. I look He's at thinking face. about. It. Well, fine. If you're thinking about it, then it's time for debate. Let's get getting ready to rumble. Let's stop talking about superheroes for two freaking seconds and talk about a bunch of men that like to get stuff done. Yeah. What would happen if there was an all-out fight? Who would win in a fight? John Wick, Jason Bourne, James Bond, and Ethan Hunt. Who would win in a fight? Who's walking away? This is an easy, easy answer. This is easy, easy as hell. We yeah. should all just on three. We all say the answer. Okay, go yes. ahead. Yep. One, two, three. Jason Bourne. What? What? You heard me, Jason Bourne. <laughs> 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 
No, John Wick wins that so he, he how, kills them all. It didn't even start. How how are you figure that? I may maybe if you're talking up close and personal, maybe maybe. Well, we're talking utilizing yeah. all of their skills. Jason Bourne is sniping dudes. First of all, John Wick has so much will. He still come at you. Wait, let me ask you this one. Let me ask you this one though. Did Jason Bourne kill John Wick's dog? Then he's definitely dead. Listen, Jason Bourne is 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 equipped to kill dudes without even being in the same room. Like, what are we talking? John about? Wick is John Wick is, is too. He's Baba Yaga, man. He, he has to be in the room, though. No, John Wick is just, he's fighting a whole city of assassins. So if he, if, if he had to like snipe out one mark, that's easy. He's wait, fighting. That's, he has to that's, find wait, wait, that mark, though. That's wait, the thing. Wait, I, I want to talk about the point Lawrence just made. Louis Jason Louis. Bourne is fighting regular guys. John Wick is fighting trained a city of trained no, 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 no. He's, he's fighting DTs. thugs. No. He's fighting. Jason thugs Bourne is fighting. Hot. Jason Bourne is also fighting genetically engineered assassins. Not a whole city of them. No, not a city of them. And that's where. <laughs> and that's in a battle royale setting. Battle royale Hunt's, setting, Rich. Battle, you, uh, yeah, yeah. Ethan I'm Hunt's looking at it right now. Who to win in the fight? No one said anything about a battle royale. Okay, anyone can get sniped if I'm going to get some freaking Tootsie Rolls and my local Bodega. Will kill you without being in the room. But all, all of his all actions. Wait, hang on, pause. All the Jason Bourne's action shots are CQC. It's close quarter combat. Born the Bourne identity changed action in films with CQC. Close quarter combat, all those action scenes. So much so that they just they went so handheld shaky by the time you got Don't to the that. third one. It was like, Stop what's going that. on <laughs> so, so, so when we're dealing, and that's what we're dealing with, we're dealing with close quarter combat, and John Wick rules that. Yeah, you even watch that back. <laughs> Chris, you juvenile. <laughs> uh, so, Rich John. First of all, uh-huh. any for any one of these guys are trained to snipe a dude from a distance. Like they, they all have that training to varying degrees. Yeah, in which but, case, sniper wins with uh, Mark Wahlberg. I thought you okay. say the, the freaking um, Bradley Cooper because he played a sniper too. American. Yeah, sniper. but Wahlberg shot his gun from like five cities away. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just like in, a, in a fight, <laughs> Jason Bourne. I would say Jason Bourne beats Ethan Hunt. Duh, easy. Yep. Bond. I don't That's know. I mean, Daniel Craig Bond. He's he's at he's at his. If we say before he died, obviously, but he's he's at his end. He's not that great. Whoa, he just on his way. Oh well, sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, but. Bond is not even in the running. I mean, John Wick has a jacket with black and bullets. Like, clack, 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 bam, yeah. like, come on, man. John, John Wick, Wick is hit by deflecting a car. bullets with a katana. He's <laughs> deflecting bullets at point blank range with a katana. He's almost comic book at this point. Yes. He is. He's overpowered, Rich. So that's what we're doing? We're just going to turn John Wick into one yeah. punch man? That's what we're doing? Also say this, of the four of them, John Wick has a an action figure line. Okay. I, I don't see any act. We got action figure like NECA level action figures of any of these other guys. There it James is, Bond, you think we would? I mean, there are little. Who's everything? 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 Who
saying. He's going to throw his action figure at him? Like, what are we talking about? I know, Rich. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. Well, you know Jason Bourne's going to throw an action figure. He'll throw anything you can get at arm reach at the guy. I mean, Rich, Jason Bourne we talking it's about. Not a clo- it's not even a close fight. It's Jason Bourne. It's not even a close yeah, fight. I got I to gotta, I gotta say this. When Lawrence sent the debate today, I rolled my eyes. I said, well, this is easy. It's not even a debate. We're all going to say the same thing and then talk about how we all do I think y'all going to say John Wick. But Rich, I tell you, and, and John Wick is, is also in their training. John Wick's not trained to get a file. He's not trained to, like, get this person to safety. He's just trained to murder people. He's That's a boogeyman. So, so is Jason Bourne. But he's he's Not also like trained to complete other missions. Like Jason, uh, John so Wick. He's more you. He's more versatile. Or John Wick pro- just has a laser with, focus training. The problem yes. with Jason Bourne, You're though, is, so was Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne's laser focus. When he puts his mind on killing someone, he kills them. John Wick kills people when he don't even want to. Like, I'm retired. Everybody. Everybody's dead. That's because they keep coming at him. <laughs> right. Imagine if yeah. he wanted to kill you. Like if he really wanted to. He's, John Wick's been avoiding a fight for three movies, and his <laughs> body's hitting the floor. John Wick was in a totally different lifestyle. Either way, Jason Bourne's out here wrecking shop. All right, wrecking shop. Oh, he's go, he's going against governments. What are you talking about? He dis he destabilizes governments. Right from the inside, doing some smart spy stuff. I'm just saying, John Wick is literally in a street fight with the entire city of New York. <laughs> in a street fight. Compared yeah. to Jason Bourne, he, he ain't nothing but a thug. Oh, I'm trying to look at the Jason Bourne kill count and I'm trying to compare it. Oh, you can't. They're That's not even interesting. No, That's but you'll, you'll find that. You know someone's done this. John Wick is 299 in three movies. 299 in three movies. Now, James Bond might actually have a bigger kill count because he's got 40 movies. <laughs> now, James Bond is the real superhero. Like, he doesn't make sense at all. He's drunk the whole time. But how is he accomplishing half of the stuff he's doing? <laughs> that, that is an accomplishment, Lars. <laughs> that is. Listen, uh, man, drunks began things done somehow. I don't know how, guess, but they do. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. No, no. Oh, I think we all can agree on that Rich is wrong. I think we all agree that Rich is wrong. Rich, you've never lost a debate this hard before. Listen, Jason Bourne all day, every day for me. Sorry. I don't even know if Bourne beats Bond. Bourne beats Bond. Bond's too busy. Bourne will beat Bond with the girl that Bond's trying to get. All right. Just beat him. Just snipe him while he's over there trying to you, hit you're, on a girl. You're, you're a into this sniper I'm stuff. into the sniper. We're the talking about it, it don't matter. Gun fool. Gun fool. Born's going to come right behind. Pause. Born's going to come up right behind Bond while he's sitting there messing with a girl, trying to flirt, Hello. make his way in the, and just and then walk away. I will say Bond is the worst spy. He he's the one that leaves him the he he's he always goes by his name. He, he goes, goes by his name. actual name, and he tells everybody. It's not even <laughs> alias. James Bond. B O N D. James. <laughs> Here's my ID and my address. If you everyone know knows, he takes his drink. Come like on. he'll be murdered instantly. That don't make any sense when you think about it. Man, all right. Well, we don't need to labor this. I think. Y'all know who the winner is. It's John Wick. Clank, 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 clank. 
Let's get to the reason why we're here. It's time for the main event. Today, we're talking about the jinkies, the hijinks, the capers, the mystery. No, we're not talking about any of that because that's not in here. We're talking about well, jinkies Velma. Is. Jinkies, jinkies is, is, but you might get high on that jinkies, baby. I got the cheeseburgers. <laughs> We're talking about HBO Max's Velma. Let me give you guys a little synopsis here. What did IMDb cook up for this? I guess it's considered a prequel. Yeah, I guess it's, it's the origin. The yeah, origin of the that. sleuth and member of the Mystery Inc. gang, Velma. Um... Spoiler free thoughts. What did you guys think? And then we'll jump in. Uh, Mindy Kaling is in it. Mindy Kaling plays Velma. This didn't have to happen. That's all um, I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> here are my thoughts on it. Um, Chris is right, except for there's nothing of that reality reflected in the content. So why? And the show itself is just not funny. I laughed. I found it funny. Some of these jokes have me rolling. <laughs> Some of these jokes. Yo, what? y'all. Tell me one joke, Lauren. Tell me one. Tell me one. I don't care if it's a spoiler. I don't care if it's a spoiler-free version. Tell me one I am joke. Them, I am writing them down, but the hu- it's it's the same humor as Harley Quinn. No, it's not. It, it's like someone told someone about it's, Harley Quinn, and then was like, let me, me make this from, from, from someone's recollection of Harley Quinn. And it's horrible. Oh. No, if, well, if, if, if y'all thing. are saying there's not a single, single joking these two. No, I'm only, not saying that. But then you, overall, watch, then you already came into this I'm with um, rolling your eyes. If you tell me there's not a single. The funny first moment. three minutes I was rolling my eyes. Y'all are haters. You came in as haters. There, nah, there's a funny. But, but, there's a there's a joke in here. Come on. Hey, there's yeah, a joke no, in there not. somewhere. <laughs> if you look <laughs> deep enough. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. Should we get into this? Let's get just, into it. We're going to get into the spoiler. Like, like this, this might be the real debate right here. Well, I well, it's not a debate. I'm not saying this show's amazing, but I am not. But I'm not going to hate watch this show like a lot of people no, did. There's, there's no need to do that. But right. But I'm. But I'm. Conf- I'm also genuinely confused. It's like I don't like any of the characters. Like none of them. None of them have a redeeming quality where I'm like interested to see how they develop. Right. They're all kind of douchey turd bags and the humor is all about shock factor but it's just not shocking and not in a funny way for me it's like oh he said dick oh eat her and you're like is that i guess but it's not even that but the rhythms aren't even that funny they all feel so and what's what here's what really is crazy about it it is a star-studded cast you're talking a-list actors in all of the roles, and I almost wonder if that maybe hurt the content. Did the best voices get cast? I don't know. And was it the right a, choice? I don't think it's a performance thing. I think it's. A, but when the performance doesn't rip off the page in a way that it draws you in, then it could be a directorial thing, or it could be a performance thing. I don't know. But something wasn't funny about the rhythm to me. It, and, I, and I'll say this: I went back and I watched the last Scooby Doo series, just a few chunks of it. It's hysterical. Yeah. Like the rhythm is funny. The characters right. are funny. And the dialogue, there was a dialogue where I think it was Daphne said something like, you guys think it's funny that whenever we solve these crimes, the police are like, good job, kids. But no one ever says bad job officers. 
I mean, like, what are they just waiting for kids to roll up? Like, a bunch of teenagers in a oh, band of rolling? Oh, it was hysterical. I didn't but realize it was self-aware. The rhythms were funny. The lines were funny. And it was like, that's funny. This this looks interesting. Like, the the art is cool and the 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 graphic design is cool. But I also had a question about, on some level, this is a story about an Indian teenage girl high schooler mm-hmm. written by an older white guy. And I wonder if some of it maybe needed some guidance. Well, I think Mindy Kaling's a producer, right? So, I mean, she did not write that first episode, but she's a producer. She gives, she has a say on, she's executive producer. So she has a say on the vision. <laughs> I, this is, I think that it's, it has its issues. I'm going to say the same I say about She-Hulk. It's not as bad as everybody's saying. It's not good either. But it's not It's not a 1.6 on IMDb. That's people just hate. That's hate rating. I think that it's... 1.6 it out of what? 10. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's, it's, it's probably a 4.5 out but, of 10. But you, know, but you know why some Five. of that... Some of that's reflective. It's like you take... You take wholesome, wholesome characters you grew up with, right? And then you reinvent them as real harsh adult con- uh, content. But then when that, for whatever reason, doesn't land consistently, then it's hard not to feel like you took this thing that was special to me and you cheapened it. Why? Well, they didn't take it because you can still watch Scooby-Doo. So it's like they didn't. And I, I, I think it's that. I think it's the fact that they... Made her Indian and shaggy black. I think it's also the fact that no, but the problem was that wasn't really reflected in their stories, though. No, not at all. But so I, if you're if you're gonna make them Indian, let with and they spend half the time in their Indian household. Where's the cultural being? Well, they're Indian American, so they, you may you may not see like. Okay. But I disagree with that because if you look at Mindy Kaling's character in The Office, she did a fantastic job of showing. An Americanized Indian person trying to struggle with the, you know, her core Indian heritage, as well as being like this that was one episode in eight no, seasons. It's, it's, a, it's a ton of episodes. <laughs> no, no, it's a ton of episodes. Feels- so Wally's the one episode you're talking about, but they do it again when they when, they, when, they, when she does the, the print in all colors program. She does the episode. Chris. But it's like blind, but sometimes it's like they, blind fasting if it doesn't count. Or 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 we're watching Indians in their in their home and we're expecting this to be some freaking Bollywood and like no, no, no our I'm home is like that. yours. No, I mean I'm not saying that. That's like that's you come into my house, you don't just see fried chicken being fried, Chris. You don't just Lawrence, see, I'm so, are you sure about that. Hang on. Are you sure? Well, about yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It might be. It might be. I know the watermelon the red drink in my kitchen right now. Oh, dude, if they were in season, of course. Lawrence, I'm surprised you don't uh, you don't co-sign on that one because I've known you so consistently not to be a fan of colorblind casting when the content isn't specific. Yeah, but it, at this point, it's hard for me to say what's specific or not specific. I hear, I see, uh, she's drawn Indian. It's played by Indian woman who's a new Indian. She's an executive producer. So I don't necessarily. I I think I don't need you to put like Indian pieces of culture to show me. I feel like she's an Indian American, so I'm waiting to see what it is. We're only, I mean, there's been two 25 minute episodes, so I don't know how it works or doesn't work. Um, but I do feel like just because we see a person of color doesn't mean that all of a sudden to see your food's different, right? 
the way you dress is different, right? The way you pray is different, right? I'm like, that feels also kind of like. Well, yeah, so- no, I'm, I'm, I am not a, as a matter of fact, we were just talking about that before we hit record. I'm not a fan of content that spoof feeds culture on every page when it's not necessary, but there should be something that, I don't know. There should be something that I'm waiting to see it. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know yet. My problem with this has nothing to do with the race swapping of the characters. I don't no, care not, that not I don't care that 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 this guy's black. Well, I, I actually, I, that's a problem. That's one. That is a problem for me when it comes to one of the characters. So, so I I agree. The rating is definitely because internet racist, one hundred percent. But it doesn't deserve a good rating though. Because no, the show but it's is not. not a, it, the show is not good. I agree. I'm saying it's not a one. <laughs> that's hate. No, well, they give it a one point six. You're right. Four, you in know, all right. fairness, that's but, that's rounded so to it's it. It's not a four, Rich. It's not, it's not a four. This is it's not, not. It is not a four. I said it's, it's not, not a, four. a four either. Out of you ten, said it was a four. Out of ten, I'm giving this a solid, solid three. Actually, that's a shaky three. I'm a shaky, shaky fair. baby. Fair, shaky baby. Yeah. Um, my I have a big issue when it comes to Shaggy being black because they went out of their way to make this character so unshaggy. So then yeah. it's like, well, then show me why he's a black man. Then if we're going there, then then make him unique and special. Like, what is it to be a black dude in this town going to this school? He's an influencer. That's that's he, the new black now. He's an influencer. The, that, that, that's what we're supposed to be now. The, the man, void. We influ- he, we, we've, been, we've been influencing for for generations now. At this he, point, he's a <laughs> he's a foodie. He's a food influencer. Yeah. He he has such void of culture. Yet they went out of their way to make him so unshaggy like. Mm. I'm like, then what's the point of him right now? Oh man, he's gonna discover weed later in the season, and then become, oh, and then that's the a bad look. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's also is, that's also why they keep saying he keeps looking to the camera and winking that he's got nothing to do with drugs. You're right. So yeah. probably they've done, done that three times be, in two episodes. It'll probably be Scooby Snacks. Scooby Snacks would be edibles. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're that's right. Here's, okay, here's my take. Here's here's my take. In my opinion, it's very similar to Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn succeeds where this doesn't succeed because the whole world about Harley Quinn is crazy. Like Gordon's a drunk and he has a man crush on Batman. The characters are truly bastardized. But Harley Quinn herself feels like Harley Quinn. Like everything about Harley feels like Harley and the rest of the world is weird. If Velma felt like Velma, and she was our way in, and she wasn't just this sar- sarcastic, unlikable character. If she was like jinkies, I gotta solve a mystery, and she she's optimistic about it, and then yeah. everyone else in the school is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. then it would yeah, feel yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. Look, wait, wait. Harley Quinn opens up with an a dope scene with a shootout on a boat, and it's violent, it's crass, and it's awesome. This show opens up with like gratuitous nudity and telling us about gratuitous nudity. This is a show that tells us like Harley Quinn did the same thing. No, no, it's not. It's self-aware. Talking about violence when they're doing violence. This show is is poking at me like hey, 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 look how smart I am. Hey, 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 look how smart this show is. And it's it's, it's annoying. Yeah, I got it. I'm saying but but beat wise, Harley Quinn did the same thing. You're just seeing something that was able to execute it well versus something that's struggling. But their intent is to say Harley Quinn 
they're murdering people and it's gratuitous and they're making a comments on it, but it's so well written but, that but it doesn't look at offend what, you. Look at what you said. Joker and Harley Quinn are villainous clown characters that lead into that. You're not bastardizing the protagonist of the story where I can't understand and identify and root for that character because you're not, uh, it's not, it's not character defamation. Right. In this version of it, if it were like Superman and this is how you're depicting him and Batman and I'm like, but it's also not funny on top of that, then it just starts turning into character defamation. I'm like, why, why, why'd we choose to do this content this way? I agree. That's why I actually, I, I like Daphne. Daphne to me is an exaggeration of, who I think she is in Scooby Doo, um, Fred. I don't see any remnants There's of like him. They turn him, yeah. Like, oh but I, but I don't even see like like with Daphne. It's like, oh yeah, you're the popular girl, you're the pretty one. So I can see that exaggerated into this. Fred, I'm like, you were like this cool leader, dude. I I, I was like, make him the captain of the football team and make him a a, a dumb jock who's good at everything. Then I'm like, yeah. okay, I see how that tra- that tracks and rich. But like it doesn't you know track. Who did this, you know who did this show better? Mike Tyson Mysteries. Mike Tyson bit off Scooby Doo, took it from an adult standpoint, has tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek jokes, but it's funny and it's a good time. Well, that's yeah. the other thing about this show. It's just not clever. Like the 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 for me, it's not. The comedy is so crass that if it's not landing, it just feels like. You, the whole thing linchpins on shock factor, and it's just not shocking, so it's just not funny. I also think, like, I keep bringing up Harley Quinn because that's the easiest parallel for me. Harley Quinn, there's so much material when it comes to the Batman universe. You can cherry pick what works for you. There's not as much to cherry pick from the Scooby Doo universe. Almost every They're, episode is kind of the same, so you don't have like this. That's why the characters matter so much, right? Well, in like Harley you, Quinn, at least know- you can like go into like, we're going to pull from Silver Raid stuff where it's a little goofier. That suits our comedic sensibilities. And it's also- no Harley Quinn and Silver. Oh, Batman. Yes. But Harley Quinn didn't even no, drop until. But you can pull stuff from that era yeah, in Batman. Like and, yeah. Yeah. And then pulled- use Kite Man and use the ridiculousness right. of this trap and comment on it. And it's like, oh, but that that works. That reminds me of with here. It feels like it feels like Daria. Mixed mm-hmm. with Scream, mm-hmm. mixed with, you know, uh, it's mocking on the, 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 the joint that we like, the, the new age animated stuff. But I don't see Scooby-Doo here. Like, I don't well, see the thing that is. It's also not parodying. a mystery. It's got to be a mystery. It's, and it doesn't feel uh, mysterious yet. As a matter of fact, you know, we talked about like Jessica. I think it was Jessica Jones. This, anytime the protagonist major conflict of moving forward is a self-inflicted thing it's always kind of hard for me personally to agree upon and get invested and velma's whole thing is she's got this mental ghost psychosis thing that is really just self-generated and it happens in every other scene where we see the same scene it's also wickedly repetitive that's part of the problem with the content how many times do we see the same scene in the first 20 minutes but listen When freaking Shaggy, Norbert, whatever, said, I got to make some money so she can date me and went into a motel room about to have his liver cut out. <laughs> I'm sorry. That joint was funny to me. That was yeah. hilarious. I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't some that things was that funny. funny. Y'all know that was funny. Y'all, la- you've laughed at worse, Chris. 
I have laughed at worst, yeah. but this, this yeah. show is just not fun. It's just not well, look, I don't need everything to be sophisticated. I like Monster Jam. I like to see big trucks jump over stuff. I don't need to be everything that needs to be sophisticated, <laughs> but things have to be a good time. They have to be fun. And this well, is not fun. Like the you show know, was predictable, and like there was one joke that they that they did with um when she went when Velma went to go uh get the camera, and that was in Fred's house, right? Mm-hmm. And she saw the she saw the photos, and then Fred comes out in the robe and everything, mm-hmm. oh. and then he was she was like, "Yes, I'm I'm gonna shut you up like I shut up what's her name." I'm like, "This dude's about to pull out a checkbook," and what did he yeah, do? Of course, get shot in his legs. But he also pulled out a checkbook. I'm like, "What what year are we in? Where we writing checks?" Like when he got what? shot in his legs, I was, was rolling. You was, was rolling because he got like, shot in his legs. I didn't expect for it to happen. I was kind of shocked. Like they just shot him in the legs. <laughs> That's the kind of listen, man. Watch this like you watch all the other crap you watch. Like you watch Archer and The Simpsons. Like watch it like you. Bro, I'm not saying Archer it's good. I'm not saying it's as good. But it does need a it's can of suspension of discipline. No, but but I'm, hang on, man. I would say this though: if you watched, and this is also why I think I wasn't able to get into it. I had just rewatched um, Arcane, which is not comedy, but it's phenomenal. And so I went from Arcane straight to this, and I was like, "Yo, this is bad." If you watch The Simpsons, if you watch Family Guy, and Family Guy probably has more laughs per minute than any other show that's ever been made, Fair. and then you go into this, you're gonna hate it even more. <laughs> you should, you should go watch something real dry and then go watch this. Man, this to me wasn't great, but it had some jokes. It didn't turn me off. I rolled my eyes a couple of times. But I want to turn ask- you on. No. <laughs> It was, I was kind of here. It was, it, it was kind of like going to Chipotle. You know, it it's trash. fine. You're gonna regret no, Chipotle it later. Delicious. No, Chipotle, Chipotle is not gourmet. What did you say? Wait, wait, you live in Texas. There's so much real Mexican food. Yeah, why would you be eating Chipotle, Chris? Because oh, he's not Texan, y'all. He's from the yeah. north. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yes, there's a lot. But Chipotle is. You don't expect to be gourmet, but it tastes good, right? No. Some parts, okay. some parts. Give, give me an example that. If works I'm in Texas. Texas. I'm going okay. to Las Palapas. To me, I'm going to. Okay, I'm Velma, going to El Loco. Okay, Velma, Velma is like Popeye's chicken. Sometimes you go in and it's good. Sometimes you go in and you don't know what it's happened really back good. there. But when have you ever had bad Popeye's chicken? You really? Where, where have you gone? Every- Every I'll tell you what you this is what you're gonna get at Popeyes. You're gonna get horrible service, but the food's gonna be on point at all times. All right. Yeah, all right. It's more like is it's this McDonald's like, French fry from yesterday or today? It's more like White Castle. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, what it why, ain't like is a really good cartoon. You don't know, man, you don't know why you're food. here. You don't know why you're here. I know why I'm here because I and just you, got out. Club is the only thing that's open late. I'm on 59. That's Velma. That's Velma. I have nothing else to watch. What else is going on? Oh, this literally, will suffice. You just said, my, my no, Lauren, you just came out of the side. It's 1982. Oh, speaking of White Castle, they closed it down. They have 59? Yeah. I had White oh, Castle funny. a couple weeks ago. Don't know why. And Lawrence. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, Jack. You you earlier in the podcast said that watching television is 
there's so little time for me to do it that it matters yes. what I watch. Yes. And so, so this, you can't. This to me is like Mega Man when you play video games. I can't commit to Superman and Lois because I have to actually sit down and pay attention. But I can throw this 25 minute thing on but and kind of be Mega on my Man, phone. That Mega Man like, video games. If you like side scrollers and you grew up playing Mega Man, this is it. Right. It's but like you, Mega Man 2.0. But, but you're not playing Elden Rings at that point in time because it was too much of a commitment. That's what Velma is. I don't have time to sit and watch freaking what's out that I really want to watch. A bunch of things. But I can throw this Maverick. short thing on. Oh, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. But you know, <laughs> Christian's really about to come in soon. I can't really watch anything, but I want to watch something. Velma. That'll pass so the Velma, time. Velma to you is just background noise. But you could also finish... You could finish uh, Chainsaw voice. Man. No, because he's going to come in. And he might come in before it's done. You can't watch this. I, I'll pause it. I have no problem I have no problem pausing this and coming back to it in like a week and a half, two weeks. That's my point. Low commitment television. This is like a reality show. Low yeah, I'd, commitment I'd rather watch, television. I'd watch 90 Day Fiance over this any day of the week. Oh, Chris, you're so there's a lot of really good. Uh, there are a lot of really good things on YouTube you could watch. I do watch them all. I watch all your content. You can tell. Um, I want to bring up another point since we pretty much don't have much to say about Velma without destroying it. Um, And I am being nice here. I am being nice. But a bigger issue has come up in the reviewing community around this thing. And and it dovetails what we talked about before we started, which is race swapping, colorblind casting. A lot of people are really angry about this. They wish they just created more characters of color. I mean, it goes down the gamut. I mean, people hate Miles Morales because he's pretty much a Spider-Man wannabe until mm-hmm. his character got fleshed out later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that happens. That happens with a lot of characters like that. Female versions of it, ethnic versions of something that's yeah. been established. They tend to be a little generic at the top, and then get dialed in as they have room to develop. That's the one thing I actually liked about the Velma series. I liked the idea of it. But right after the idea went into execution of it, I was like, oh, man, I, I wanted to support this content. I really I did. I liked like the- it. Yeah. I liked the trailer. The trailer looked like it was fun. But, 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 but in general, I'm asking about the race swapping, colorblind casting. No matter what, you do that, no matter what, you're going to get railed on reviews. There's well, be angry keyboard warriors. No matter how, this could be the best content in the world, and they're still yeah. going to give it. Well, we zero. saw it in House of the Dragon. People were mad. They were mad in yep. Rings of Power. How, and yep. how, how dare you, you know, mess with these characters that are fake and made up? I want to just go down a little list. It seems like we're all on the same page, I think. I just want to go down a little list okay. of some of the biggest um, kind of gen, uh, race swapping things that have come out in cinema. First thing I want to say is, did you guys know that Jesus wasn't European? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Like blondes and hair like wool. Did you know? And and and, and I like the eight the eight ounce baby Jesus version best. That's the like best. Nights. But did, so did you know that Passion of the Christ is the eighth top grossing rated R film of all time? And Passion of Christ stars a very white man playing Jesus at a time 
10 years later, people would be mad at the idea of turning Superman black, <laughs> but they've turned Christian Bale played Moses a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> so Watch gods like, of Egypt. There's so nothing Egyptian so, in the whole so, movie. So it seems as though the culture and the masses of people are only mad because you're turning white characters into people of color. But people of color been turned into to, to people of color is been it, turned is into it white. Breakfast, breakfast at Tiffany's that has um what's his name playing the Asian guy? Oh uh, yellow. Dude, face. freaking oh, Argo yeah. Ben Affleck is playing a Mexican dude. <laughs> well, we, have yeah, you this is a true story. Have you ever heard Ben Affleck speak uh, Spanish? He lived right. in Mexico. His Spanish is on point. Way better yeah. than J-Lo. But it, his Spanish J-Lo's is kind of like, uh, his Spanish is like Brad Pitt Spanish in Inglorious Bastards. I would say he just so. speaks it the best. Wait, what so, movie was this? Brad Pitt played, oh, not Brad Pitt. Uh, Argo. Argo. Oscar winning joint. His oh, character. They, they, they changed the character to. I'm talking real life. Ben Affleck's Spanish is his mm. accent. You close your eyes, you think it's a, it's a Mexican dude. Uh-huh. I don't even know what to say. How do you know this? It's Chris. It's Chris. That's, those are the things he knows. Chris can be making up half this stuff, and we'd be like, "Yeah." Chris listens to Ben Affleck review. Did you know that in in the closed. in the Daredevil movie, he glued his eyes shut for the whole shooting of it? Um, no, no. Johnny Depp played Tonto in the Lone oh, yeah. Ranger. He did. Yeah. So, like, I feel like nobody but was didn't mad. Did he say he had, he was like 0.8? He said, there's, there's some, I'm sure there's some Cherokee down in there somewhere. You, you Irish, stop it. I've stop got, it. I've got 116th Indian. You know how Listen, Indian I am? I'm, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure I have European in me too. You're not going to see me play freaking Abraham Lincoln. You could do it. I'm fine. So, I guess my point is this. Over the years, over the decades, no one was mad when it was the other way around. And now we're seeing more people of color take on historically white characters. And now everyone seems angry about it when it's like swappings have always happened. It was just always the other way around. I mean, Angelina Jolie played a biracial woman (laughs) and they darkened her skin. You got to do it. They wanted the studios at one point wanted to cast. Um, Julia uh, Roberts. Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. That and they would, and they would have done it too if they could have. If it wasn't for those meddling kids, <laughs> meddling kids with that mangy dog, meddling Negroes. So I guess, I guess, my only issue is is the colorblind part when it feels though it's in a, you're checking a box like it's an agenda thing. But then at the same time, that's how sometimes things get made. Somebody in there was like, make Spider-Man black. Okay, we'll make him black. And nothing else about him mattered. But then you flash forward 10 years later, and the character is super layered and has so much culture. So it's almost like how it starts is always a little, like you said, Jack, how it starts can always seem generic at first. But it just it has to matter, you know, but... It- but it's also there's there is a threshold where then it becomes gratuitous, and we saw that happen last year when Miles Morales was Thor, and the pages of that comic felt gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Though it's like yeah. they tried to infuse so much culture on every panel that, but then it felt 
that felt wrong. That Graffiti on Asgard. That, that wasn't culture. Let's see, there's a difference between culture and stereotypes, and they yes. infuse stereotypes, not culture. Because right. they infuse real culture, no one would say anything about it. But when there's sneakers on on telephone poles and graffiti, and everyone has fades and there's a dap after every sentence, that's not real culture. But that's but, but that's where it gets tough, right? Because in here in Velma, we see her at her home with her father, and we don't necessarily see any representation of their culture. But then when we watch Miss Marvel, so much of it, you know, you felt like you're getting beat over the head with it. So it's like, what's no? What's the well, you're balance? right, but 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 there is a balance, you know. But I'd rather have. More than none. But what if her experience wasn't that? She would if she had more of an American experience. Like, well, who knows? This, well, my question is the why. You know, it's like I think there is a world where we will eventually get a black Superman, and I think we should. But the but if we get a generic, if we get a black man in a generic Superman role that does not reflect the reality of him now being black. My question is, why'd you make him black? Just because we need to tick the box? Right. Let's tell let's tell the right story with the character. If we're gonna tell the story, let's tell it. Or let's not fake it. Mm. And right. and that's and to me, that's the problem with some of these gender swapping or the race swapping. It's like I see the politics in the room making the choice, not the person making the choice because they got a story they want to tell. Then that, wow. that's a good point because well if if I live my same exact life, but I was Asian, I'm sure I'd be a different person because I'd have yeah. different experiences. I would, my life would be different. So it would be the same I, story, right? So I, I may be in the same. It would be, you know, it would be. We'd still be sitting in the same room, but things would be slightly different because I'm a different person. So just right. to ignore the fact that, you know, you, I'm fine with the race changing, but when you when you change the race of a character. You, the character changes. The character is different because they grew. They grew up in a different way. They grew up with different experiences, and right. it, it molds the way you are as a person. So, but but this is the interesting thing. It's why I like the idea of Superman because the at the end of the day, it didn't matter whether Superman was American or Russian. And Russian is a very different culture than America. The content of that character stayed true. It's Martin Luther King, right? Which we were judged by the content of us. So I'm not saying the what makes the core of a person change. You don't have to like completely remove and mutilate the character to swap it, but it's got to be specific. Mm -hmm. It's like Lawrence was helping me write rewrite a script a while back. I had written with a friend of mine a family drama, and it was a white family because I'd written it for myself, and I'm a white guy, so I figured the family was white. But then when I moved into the idea of casting it, I wanted lawrence to play my brother and i wanted uh this girl blake to play and she's mixed to play my sister and suddenly for me i was like the script i didn't think the script needed to change i was like mm. why the script need to change the characters are who they are you just you are who you are we're casting it blind and lawrence was like nah man it can't be it has to reflect the truth of what that family dynamic actually would be growing up in texas mm -hmm. and you're like oh that's interesting so i i had to gut the script on some level i didn't change the characters or the relationships but it but if you're gonna do that if you're gonna open that door to doing that in the first place then you have to embrace the idea that we are you know at the i think at the end of the day people are people but there's something specific that makes us special 
Right. So I guess my question for Velma, outside of the content, just the the the, the race of it all, in 2023, depending where you live, you are less likely to see a bunch of white people. And it's like, you know, friends, Central Perk is all white. Like, that's not a reality anymore. So for this high school in 2023, the fact that they are different colors reflects life more. So maybe they're like, this isn't an agenda. We're not making a point. This actually is what life looks like. The other stuff had an agenda. The other stuff was trying to make it a point. The other stuff wanted to make you believe there was no black people or Asian people or Spanish people living in New York City while, you know, Ross and Rachel were walking around the streets. <laughs> that So maybe this stuff is more... We're not making a point. It's just this is what life actually looks like for real. I, I, I don't think the content is strong enough to have that conversation. To be honest with you, I, but I'm saying, fine. but 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 is it a conversation or is it just this is what the world looks I, like? You know, I, I you know, yeah, no, you're right. I look, I, I I walk out in my neighborhood. My the guy across the street is his. He's white. His wife is Filipino. The people next door are white. The people across the, the two houses down, they're African. So for for me to walk out and see people, and the people down the street are Indian. So for me to walk out the street and see different colors is is no big deal. And that that's kind of like kind of how I live. Right. But to I don't feel this content was good enough to earn to have that narrative. But I don't know if it's a narrative. It's, it's just not trying. It's not. But it's not the reality. Like I, if if you walked out your house. In 1969, it looks very different. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's what this content's doing. Velma yeah. is walking out of her house in 2023. They're not making, it's not a conversation. It's just, it would be stupid for it to be all white. Like, it, yeah. it, it would not look like reality. But, you know, there, there, there is another difference. When you're dealing with four to ten characters... And that's the difference. We're not dealing with a globe. We're 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 getting to know a group of people, and so it's almost like putting a magnifying glass on a thing when you're watching content. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, it almost has to be more specific. But I guess my question is: This is always comes up when it comes to race. Why is she Indian? Did anyone ask why she was white in 1969? No, of course. Why is she white? Everybody. So white, white is always the default. But, and now we but have I'll to say prove this. why. Okay, here's colors. here's a weird one. And correct me if I'm if I'm getting into no, whatever go. zone we white guys get into. If I if I had created a content and it was a white person living a very specific, not white cultural experience, then I might have something to say. Mm -hmm. Right? Be like, uh, but I would say going in the van with your friends from town to town solving mysteries is not a white specific experience. No, you're right. But that's also not the content we're watching. There wasn't a family dynamic. The second we spend most of the content inside the family dynamic, that's interesting. I mean, well, listen, this content is doing both. I think it's doing that. This is the, what the world looks like. But yeah. yes, definitely Daphne's mom. They're both lesbians. One's black, one's white. Yeah, like, like, yes, Fred's not just rich. His parents are like super conservative, super Republican, super. I have all the money in the world. I control the economy. Like this, there is a super agenda on this show. These yeah, but, they, but they also that, they also dip it in the agenda and put it in your mouth in every scene. Like the like oh, even yeah. the cops being lesbian, and then there's the comments about your. Lesbian cops, you're oh, supposed many, to be good. How many at times do they re reference the fact that the moms are lesbians? Like a lot, so many times, a so lot. many times. 
I and get I, it. Like this is this is what my problem. With the show is, I don't need you to poke at me. And tell me how smart you are. And that's how I felt, and that's what turned me off to this show. I don't have a problem with the waist drama. I don't have a problem with the sexuality. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. If the show was funny and the show was a good time, I can accept everything and take it as it is. But yeah. don't sit there and poke at me like, see what we did there? See how funny see, we are? See how smart our writing I, is? I think I think that I think you guys hit the nail on the head. When you watch Family Guy, when you watch The Simpsons, the writing is so good. They're just as self-aware. They're making a point. They have an agenda, but the writing is so good and it's laced with such good comedy that you don't feel it. I mean, but family take, guy goes at all races hardcore. Yeah, right. Hard. But you never feel like it's some political agenda by the left. <laughs> it just it's just funny. Funny good. Here, without it being without the writing has to be like perfect when it comes but to But they comedy. also but they also they set themselves up for a little bit of failure when the first scene out of the box brings the audience's awareness to their awareness of the thing. And it's what happened with the um, the Witcher series just now. Like the first scene out of the box brought so much awareness to what they were doing that it actually pit themselves against what it was they were trying to stand it's, out it's, from. The shows do it all the time. Harley know, Quinn is mad self-aware, but for some reason, the comedy hits. Well, Harley Quinn is yeah, good. It's it's the comedy better. hits. Wow. Yeah. Harley Quinn is smart. Harley Quinn is funny. Harley Quinn is, a good... Harley Quinn is fun. That, that's the... If, if I could take one point at his whole thing, the biggest sin of Velma is that it's not well, a good time. Were they, were they not, but their point was to make it a good time. Their point was to make it fun. So it's like, what? what is that missing ingredient that makes it not Harley Quinn? Like, what is that thing that they missed? That it makes also it so feels, it, it feels a little too presentational. Everything. <laughs> everything. It feels presentational where Harley Quinn still feels like I'm watching acting. This feels like I'm watching a commentary. Yes, and it's weird yeah. to get into performances that feel like this. The, the, most of Velma's dialogue is a commentary on things that aren't directly affecting her. Yeah, it's not like she's dealing with the person she's talking to. It's just a commentary. Velma in general. is a horrible person. She drove her mother away. Okay, let's just, let's just <laughs> tell you. No, no. I'm tell you what type of person she Rich is. is right. She's a very unlikable character. She's super but sarcastic. But they all are. And that's okay. But you have to be likable in your unlikability. Right. At least the lead. You have to be so unlikable that you're likable. So unlikable that you're ridiculous and you want to see what they're going to do next. Like Tony sure. Soprano is the most unlikable character on television, but he's so unlikable, he's likable. Mm-hmm. He's oh, look, at, look at him. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the hell is the guy? John Cena. Peacemaker. Harley Quinn is an unlikable character, an unreliable, an unreliable narrator. But you watch her and you root for her, knowing she's like it doesn't make sense. Oh, so. hey, uh, derailed. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys what happened today. I was shooting a little. I was shooting a little thing out out in the neighborhood, and you're not gonna believe who I saw. Who? Who? Billy D. Williams. Okay. Did you get smooth Colt forty five? Billy D. 
It's not it's not an incredible derail, Jack, because Billy D. Williams rate I'm talking about race swap, Harvey Dent. He was supposed to be two face. Yeah. Mm, he was supposed to be right. two face. Bring it together. Yeah. And that probably would have been the best version of Two Face because they talk about how handsome Harvey Dent is all the time. Billy D. Williams <laughs> was the man back and in the when day. You saw him, when you saw him in Batman eighty nine, you didn't even realize like, even watching it now, you don't realize. Oh, you the dude is supposed to have your face burnt by acid. You're supposed to right? be the next villain. He is just so charming and so uh really freaking deep. That's your that's your, that should be the next James Bond right now. <laughs> 80 years old. I don't I don't get, you know, like celebrity whatever, but I saw I when I saw Billy D, I was like, yo, it was cool. It was definitely cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, so you know, I think <laughs> segue seg- back to the conversation. Segue maybe. back to this conversation. Um, I don't really know what else to say about Velma. For me, it isn't as bad as it, you guys are saying. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's not. It's not a train wreck for me. It's fine. It's not a train at all. <laughs> Um, I don't think I have to ask you guys whether you're going to continue watching this. If I do, I just want to see if they're going to get Scooby in there. And I'm very Shaggy. curious. Will Shaggy get high? Like, yeah. well, you Scooby know he's going to get high. I, that's why I'm. That's why I'm going to keep watching, Chris. <laughs> I need to see how this plays out. Also, I am curious to who the serial killer is too. Um, because I have no it's idea. Old man Jenkins. It's always old man Jenkins. Okay. <laughs> it's probably a father. Uh, um, what's in the box? father? Yo, and she was a first of all. I'm, I'm, Velma is just a whole dickhead. Like she was, a, she's a dick to to her her stepmother. Like she's just now right. Well, her stepmother's doing it for the gram, Rich. I mean, listen, <laughs> a pregnant woman, man. She's a strong, independent, married, pregnant woman. She got when a she, she got a business owner. She's an entrepreneur. When she said she oh, wanted to take Velma sat there and downgraded her to she a did. waitress when she was a whole business owner. You're right. And when she okay. said, I want to shoot the baby's footage, the baby monitor's footage in film, because of uh, this some That's like terrible. I'm sorry. That was funny. That had me, that, that was, was funny. funny to me. But there's a, there's you know snowball effects work both ways. When something's hysterical, you'll start laughing at stuff that's not really hysterical because the snowball has got you. When something's not funny, that's a good point. You'll stop laughing at funny things because the snowball's got you going backwards. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I didn't. Yeah, I kind of ignored the bad stuff and just laughed at the good stuff. Yeah, this is this is not a train, but it is in motion. It is in Five motion. Car pileup. Amen. Motion for the motion. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So you guys aren't coming. Well, Rich, you said you might come back out of just pure curiosity. <laughs> I want to see Shaggy. Like, no, I want to see Shaggy get high, and I'm, I'm, I'm betting that it's going to be edibles. And I want to see Scooby. Like, they have to be Scooby. You know what's funny? If Scooby can talk, but only Shaggy can hear him because he's high because all he's, the time. Because he's high all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. See, you're laughing, Chris. This is funny. Okay, that's, because that, because that's funny. The actual show. It's better than what they actually get. What I'll you're saying is in. funny. I'll throw my hat in there. Yeah. <laughs> that um, is funny. 
Chris, are you coming back? No, no, I'm not coming back. I gave it too strong, and I went in. I went in wanting to watch it. I wanted to watch it, and then it just disappointed me. Jack, are you coming? Are you coming back, Jack? If I got twenty minutes, I'll probably spend it somewhere else. Oh man! So I'm coming back. It's probably something I watch before I go to bed. Yeah, it's one of those, Rich. You know, like I'm, I'm, I, I got, I'm about to go to bed. There's nothing I want to commit to. Actually, no, I'll take that. I'll take that back. It's probably something I watch when I wake up because I'm going to get so annoyed. It's going to rile me up and it'll get me out of bed to go to work. That's what's going to happen. There you go. Like I'd rather go to work than sit here in this comfortable house. Yes. Well, I, I will say this, regardless of review bombs or what, numbers I have to matter. And right now it's a 1.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And let's see what it says on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is ever really accurate about anything. Wasn't it like 50%? It used to be. That's what's so funny about Rotten Tomatoes. actually used to be a pretty good reflection of content. Now it's like... Well, you got a lot well, of those. Well, fans go crazy and they'll bomb something and reviewers ride the fence because nobody wants to be the guy that says something's bad. Right. So... Yeah, so. you know, that's a, that's a weird thing, reviewing content as an actor and an artist. It's like, I don't want to slam anything. There's value in all things, but if I'm also being honest, my well, and that's all we're given. We're given our opinion. My opinion We're allowed was, to like something and dislike something. Well, that's good, I guess. 7%. Uh, Average audience score, 7%. Average tomato meter, 55%. Now, to me, personally, I can't really rate it. Off, we, man, we don't give, we can't, you can't rate anything over two episodes. Come on. Yeah, right. I agree with but, that. but we can say whether we're coming back or not, and that's I'll fair. Come back. I'll come yep. back. So that's, so that's a 50% on the Brothers of Milk. Yes, me and Rich are coming back. Yeah. Rich, Rich, is, Rich is probably actually coming back, just like you're watching Top Gun Maverick, though. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> keep in mind, Rich was also going to go back and watch Willow, and I'm pretty sure oh, that hasn't. Right. So, yeah, Rich, Rich is coming back. Is it bad that I'm I'm, I'm showing up for Velma and not Willow was boring. At least Willow Velma didn't. I was on board. So, well, that's I'm saying that's, that's the biggest sin is if you're not fun, you're not a good time. I guess well, it wasn't a good time for me. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Chris is right. Oh, what a bummer. This episode's a bummer. Let's not whoa, air this whoa. one. Let's put this <laughs> one in the trash. See how hey, it, man. It, it just depressed us all. Like, I felt like it was going to suck the steam out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. It's, ah, <laughs> we're back. So <laughs> let us know what you guys think about Velma. Uh, do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? Are you coming back to watch the rest of the season? Let us know. Chris, do you have some recommendations? Nope. I got some wackamendations. Wackamendations. We haven't had, this is our first wackamendations of 2023, guys. Yeah. So if you guys think Velma was the was the first reboot to be terrible. The first cartoon reboot to be terrible. You are sadly mistaken. There was a magical time. (laughs) 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 
There was a magical time called the 90s where everything was in your face and extreme. Yeah. And these 90s extreme reboots were terrible. So I'm going to hit you with one. I would, I've complained about this one more times on the show than I can, I can count. The New Adventures of I knew you were going to say that. He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb. It Let's was just take He-Man and take out all the things that we love about him. <laughs> He-Man is the Willow series. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not wrong. Yep. Number two, Yo Yogi. Take Yogi that. Bear, put him in a shirt and a backwards hat, have him talk with like generic G-rated slang, and you have Yo <laughs> Yogi. That was a thing? thing. Well, Yogi is brown. He's always it, brown. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Terrible. Now, this is number. This is one extreme of two extremes on the list. Extreme Ghostbusters it was dope. Uh, I'm sorry, Extreme Ghostbusters is fire. When You're ridiculous. When's the last time I saw? When's the last time I watched it? Yeah, when it was on. I I watched it like a month ago. It's it's terrible. good. No, it's not. It's terrible. Terrible. Is terrible. It? Terrible. Terrible. You don't even remember. You just made. Because you know, because you, you know when you see character. stuff, you know when you see stuff. Describe one character from Extreme Ghostbusters. Egon, and then you got the guy in the wheelchair. You got the girl, the punk girl, okay. and you got the Spanish guy. It's like, why am I even here? Just <laughs> naming random, <laughs> random people. No, Extreme Ghostbusters is is a good series. And then the, then you have Peter Vakeman, all of them show up as old. Like, come on, man, Extreme Ghostbusters. Am I? Maybe I'm looking through childlike eyes. Maybe you I need are. to watch that as an adult. <laughs> okay, here's my second extreme: GI wow. Joe Extreme, which was the show was terrible. The toys were terrible. It was just terrible. Mm. All what around. year was that? Like 93, 94? The extreme era was like between like 92 to 95. Early 90s was the extreme era. Loud and in your face. I don't remember that. Yeah, Ghostbusters um, Extreme. Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, 95 was G.I. Joe Extreme. 97 was uh, Ghostbusters Extreme. Everything yeah. was extreme in the 90s. Yeah, everything was extreme. <laughs> extreme Ghostbusters is trash? Extreme Ghostbusters is trash. Are you serious? Watch it on it's on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. Wow, I'm literally watch, looking at the real heartbreak. Ghostbusters and then watch Extreme Ghostbusters. I'm not saying it's 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 as good, but it's no, trash. No, it's trash. It is trash. Egon's got a ponytail. It, what the what does that make it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next on the list? All right, last one, a little bit later, out of the 2000s, Ren Stimpy Adult Party. Oh what! They oh, was, wow! So, so didn't they bring back Beavis and Butthead? They did. I haven't watched it, but so suppose the mixed the reviews on that was mixed. But the Ren and Stimpy, what made Ren and Stimpy good was they they pushed the limits of what a children's cartoon can be. Yeah, and it wasn't they moved a children's it, cartoon, it was. <laughs> right? But once they moved it onto it was I think I believe it was Adult Swim or uh, was they moved it to FX or the other channel? It, it lost whatever magic that was there, and it was just terrible. Terrible, huh. terrible, terrible. It didn't need to change a thing to be on Adult Swim. Like, just keep it the way it is. It, got, it, it, it became very crap. It, it it didn't hit the same because you're when you watch Ren and Stimpy, 
You're like, how did they get away with that? Don't whiz on the electric fence. How did they get? How did they get? How did they get past censor? You know what you said? Did you ever do that? Just clapping. You saw the episode where he was he was cutting the log and the log was in Stimpy's butt and the the saw was on him like a jock. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, like how? the whole motion on that one was like, how did I watch this as a kid? <laughs> like, yeah. what? But it came on at night. Like, Ren and Stimpy didn't come on during the day. Yes, it did. Ren and Stimpy started out as a, as a, on Sunday mornings. No, it did, it, it did not. It did not. Doug Ren and Stimpy. No, it was part of Snake. No, no, it was later. It rolled no. out Doug Rugrats Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I'm looking to see. You know, there was, that whole, there was that whole period of time where children's cartoons had a different kind of oversight Ren and Stimpy you had um Sponge SpongeBob that first season dude they go back and watch that first season yes. they got away with everything even the Animaniacs had very little oversight for the first yes. season don't, I, I fingered Prince that was an actual Sorry. line from Animaniacs <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a different time. People were less offended by so, things. Lawrence and I. When we do our gratuitous shout out, when we do our Batman anime series uh, rewatch, we say about all the time how this the censors and the content yeah. are completely different than it is now. But we should, the... we should do a retro Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy is great. Um, it, it can't. It came on during the day. It, when it first rolled out, it first rolled out the Nicktoons. Renz, Doug Rugrats Ren Stimpy were the first three for the first three cartoons that were produced by Nickelodeon, dubbed the Nicktoons. It rolled out su- su- Sunday morning, starting at ten o'clock. I don't know. I'm seeing something else. Nope. I'm, I'm seeing you. that they aired at eight p.m. It on Saturdays. When, it did when it rolled out on Snick, but that was later. It it got moved from Sunday mornings to Snick. Hmm. Well, hey guys, speaking of ten. You know what just dropped an hour ago? So this is January 15th. For us in LA, Jack, they already could have been watched it. <laughs> I did. Rich did. Did you? Yes, I did. Um, oh, can I Can I go watch this? We're talking thing? about The Last of Us. You know, I thought about throwing an audible and saying... That's what I was been thinking. Let's just do a 9 o'clock recording and I'll watch The Last of Us. <laughs> I'm happy we did Velma instead. <laughs> I'm secure in this decision. I'm secured because we're going to cover Last of Us next week. We have two episodes in our belt. Maybe. No. We'll see. Anyways, that's our wait, wait, show. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Ren and Stippy has been showing since uh fifth since five July. That's weird the way they did that. Um, seven thirty a.m. on ten network Big Breakfast Show. Is that that now? might be a that might be a rewatch, but that here's this. Here's this. The Ren, the show appeared. The show premiered August 11th, 1991, on Nickelodeon as part of its Nicktoons block, along with Rugrats and Doug. Chris is right. Yeah, had to have been in the morning, yeah. Well, you broke the clocks day. right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's our show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, you can catch us uh, on Instagram. Catch us on TikTok. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, check us out there. We got a lot of reviews, toys, uh, unboxings, toy hunts, the whole nine comic books. We also um, 
are here every week doing this thing. So if this is your first time listening to us, why don't you just like hit that follow button and you'll hear all of, we have so many episodes, Jazz. This is like episode 80 or something, 85. 80 something. So you can go and listen to all our episodes before this one. We also have more reviews of stuff you probably do like. Like Wakanda (laughs) Forever and Avatar and all all that good stuff. Or things we like. Or things we like. Like Wakanda Forever and Avatar. Um, Be here for the next. Next week, I guarantee you, we're going to cover something a little bit more fun than Velma. Although I had a great time. I can, I can almost say we're going to cover The Last of Us next week. So you're going to want to be here. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Pieces! Ladies. Scooby Snacks. It's <laughs> Scooby Doo. Yo soy Tolé Español. Vamos a hablar un poquito de español. Primero que nada, ¿cuál es tu palabra preferida en español? <laughs> Saca puntas. Saca puntas. Creo que sí. Porque no es como lo, lo, not what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like a dirty word. It's a pencil sharp. Exactly. Um, the rest of them are all um, palabras malas que no puedo decir hablar uh, televisión. Yeah. Pero es una lengua muy linda y muy bonita uh, y uh, vive en México por un año cuando tuve 13 años y también tengo muchos amigos latinos y, y es tengo oportunidades a practicar mi español. Es la alegría de mi vida. ¿Y tienes algún plato de comida? Okay, those still listening. <laughs> It's all 13 <laughs> years. Speaking Spanish. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs>